0: Fam, what's up? This is part two of the two-part episode. Enjoy.
1: Let me ask you guys this. Did you guys wait? I don't want to move the topic forward if you guys... Uh, you can.
0: You can if you want, because uh, we want to move on to some of the more constructive uh, criticisms. because okay, yeah, that's, criticisms. that's
1: what I was just about to, about to say. Was there anything that you guys took out of it in terms of constructive criticism that you, you thought maybe were fair? was fair?
2: I have to find them. There there were some. No, there was a lot. There was a lot of people that were just basically saying, like, you know, we kind of like aren't, we didn't have that same fire when we first started. You know what I mean? But I think people got to understand that there was one point in time. I don't know if they know. Well, I'm sure they know. If they've been a long time far, they remember that I wasn't here in the beginning. I was here in the planning stage. I was here when it was built. But that first, I don't know, 90 episodes, maybe the first 40, 50 episodes, I was nowhere to be found.
1: Yeah, I don't think you came on until we was down near at episode hundred. It was almost a hundred, yeah. yeah.
2: It was before Big Mike passed away. You know what I'm right. saying? That's a that's another thing people gotta remember. We lost one of the co-hosts. One of the, I mean, Big Mike is a big part of this podcast. And, and yeah, Mike was the heart and soul, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I gotta say it never really felt uh the same after it it, it does really changed i mean i'll be honest like i think it's a very pure criticism because i feel like myself um it's hard to get fired up over stuff but it's also hard to get fired up just because it's like shit is demoralizing out there you know i'll be honest and and we talk about this a lot we talked about it behind the scenes about having a shift in direction and everything because i'm like the race space and i'll say what really and this is another reason why you know i choose to go after the Black Lives Matter types and stuff more than, say, in Yvette or uh, Tariq or something, is I think they demoralize people on a huge scale. Absolutely. Like, like, people call these things the Black Lives Matter protests to this day. They call it the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's like, when the fact that it was a scam came out, I feel like things have changed. Like, no one really talks about any of that stuff anymore. No. And even myself, I feel kind of, even though the truth came out, I'm still kind of demoralized because I felt like I was beating the drum. We were beating the drum. All of us for so long. And that's just the show, but a lot of them. And it's like when the white liberals were done with them, then they finally are willing to put it in, you know, New York Magazine or whatever. And now when it's too late, now everybody wants to listen. And I'm like, you know, what are we really doing this for?
2: We've been beating that drum for a while. Yeah, I think what happened is like, because I can remember even myself, I think I was in graduate school at the time and I was doing, um, I was at, no, Trayvon. When did Trayvon, Trayvon Martin pass away? Was
0: it 2016? I think
2: 2016 when yeah, Trayvon
0: Martin not, was not, murdered. I
2: mean, it might have been earlier. Maybe 2000, 2014. Maybe no, it was
1: 2014, 2013. Yeah, I think this, it was, was it
2: Trayvon Martin first and then oh Mike my God. Brown? Yeah, 2000, two, right.
1: 2012. <laughs> okay, 2012. Yeah. Wow. 2012. Nonstop ever since then. Like it's yeah. nonstop. Back to back to
2: back. Yeah, 2012. And, I I have pictures of myself giving speeches at rallies. Like I was there. And I think what happened is for and I can only speak for me, but I know we've had these conversations behind the scenes, is that after doing all of this, all the stuff that we did, all the research, all the podcasts, all the conversations, all the different people that we heard talking and doing things, then for it to end like this, you know what I mean? For it to see that the scam came out. What do we have to this, show for it? Just exactly. Nothing. So nothing. why? So why, and this is just the way I feel about it, the way I feel we 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 start to pivot towards different topics is because at the end of the day, look, this is what this is what we got out of it. You know what I mean? We all we got screwed.
1: And another thing is, you know, a lot of us, you know, in our personal lives, we were on the front lines in a lot yeah. of ways. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, I was the co-chair of a of a of a of a black parent group that had, you know, battles with white supremacy and stuff like that in, in the in the school district that we were at. Ken was yeah, you were yeah. doing your thing. T you were doing your thing. So it was just like when you it's one thing to get on the on the on the podcast and just talk about it and stuff, but when you actually live it and, yeah. and really are out there going through it, man, it's it's a whole not brings a whole nother level to it. So it's like I gotta deal with this white um, school administrator who's trying to suspend black children at rates greater than he suspends any other group, you know, bringing cops to black parents' houses, you know, they can speak out against them doing those safety checks. And I'm using that in air quotes and which allows him to bring police to your house and stuff like that and harass parents. And then I got to hop on the podcast and talk about, uh, you know, um, the latest black murder of an unarmed black person by the police. It's just like, man, you only got so much emotional capital that you could put into stuff like that. And it just wears you down, bro. You know what I'm saying? And then to not see progress, to not see any type of real progress or not to see any type of like to see things that were progressing nicely, then all of a sudden fall apart because of infighting and things like that. You just get dejected, bro. I know I can speak for myself personally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, stuff like that just throws you off. It's just like, man, what are we even doing
2: any of this for? Because, <laughs> you know? because for us, at least I speak for me. I'm not. I don't. I wasn't doing those things for clout and for money. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that stuff really. People know my story. My grandfather got killed by the police. You know what I'm saying? That's a real, I don't know my mom's dad because he was murdered by the Portland, the Portland police in 1963. You know what I'm saying? It turned. It put my whole family into a tailspin to this day you know what I'm saying, which led to all these other little mitigating things that's happened in my family. So I have personal, I've watched the police kill somebody. I have a friend. Her name is Kendra James. You can Google her name. I've known Kendra since third grade. She got killed by the police. So this has not been just something we get on a podcast and we start talking. Like, I don't think people realize this, but there are a lot of people who do a lot of talking, but don't have the personal history of these things going on in their lives. So they can keep on going on. So when we do these things in our real lives and then we come on, we on the podcast and we're talking and we're bringing people on, we brought toy from Ferguson on, um, uh, Yvette Cardinal, all these different people come on. And then when we see where this is going and you can, and I personally can see people that listen to the or, or know people that listen to this podcast and just people in real life and in regular, the regular world, they're burnt the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? They're burnt out and they're tired of the scamming. They're tired of the lying. They're tired of all the the tricks of the trade that's going on in politics. So, no, they don't want to sit and, and, and hear us say these things over and over again. And we're tired of it. You know what I mean? So we have we we, we pivot a little bit and we bring on a uh, Chapo trap house and do the white cannon shows and and all the, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's entertainment at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what we are. We want to entertain people. But, you,
0: but you know, to be fair, like uh, there are a lot of things that I didn't follow up on just because of being burnt out, like like the white cannon stuff was fun. I should have returned to that a long time ago, but it's like the pandemic was another thing that kind yeah, of that was a whole other thing. Too. Yeah. Because that, that pandemic combined with like the demoralizing and of George Floyd, I'm not going to lie, it sapped a lot of uh, my energy, you know, yeah. and it's and it's like there was momentum that we had where I just was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to get to it. I just wasn't getting to it. So I, yeah. I, I will yeah. own that. I will own that. Like, like there were some things that had momentum. It was fatigue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was fatigue. It was it was burnout. And. It's like um, I feel like we've been finding like our energy again. I feel like we've been finding oh, yeah. our motivation. But sometimes you go through a lull. It just happens sometimes, you know? It's not yeah. an excuse, but yeah. it is it is what it is. Um, I mean, it's real life. We're not we I mean,
2: we're not I'm not Joe Budden, you know? I don't Yeah. We, we don't we don't get the uh we're not we don't have the sponsor of Heineken and and <laughs> Hanes t-shirts and underwear, you know what I'm saying? So we actually got to put in a labor of love and put pump these things out. And 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 the thing is like we still put out dope content. I don't care what anybody says. Ain't nobody still, ain't nobody doing what we do. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people don't choose sides because we're in an era of side choosing. People want you to be on their team. And we don't have we 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 not on nobody's team, bro. You know what I'm saying? We that's just not how we get down. We on the team of logic, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people want us to be on their side and I just I don't know how to pick sides, man. We quit doing that long time ago.
0: Oh, something I just remembered, um, to give the guy benefit of the doubt, um, you know, I do a lot of tweets on Twitter and, like, you know, different threads would go viral um, and everything. And I was told, like, for example, I, I think I went at uh, Professor Crunk um, mm-hmm. a while ago. And uh, I think it was Vita that told me, who told me that uh, Tariq shouted out, like, uh, threads that I did um, mm-hmm. over the time. So I don't know if maybe the fact that he was shouting out threads that I did put in this guy's mind that we were fucking with him, like, way more recently. Um, you know than, than we were or what because i mean some of some of the stuff in that parag- paragraph was such blatant lying i want to try to give him the credit that he's not just yeah, I, out, I mean out of, out of whole cloth you know
2: maybe maybe something... I mean, we, we, we don't listen so we wouldn't
0: know yeah yeah because uh yeah i was told i was told that he has shouted this out over the years but like i said uh you haven't listened to, the, to since 2017 um me since 2018 I actually haven't heard most of his immigrant uh slander except for uh second or third hand and uh i went into when you started doing twitter spaces i popped in a few times and i just saw like two sides where i was like y'all can have each other because i don't yeah, agree yeah. With,
2: with why either of y'all are. Yeah, you open it's, it's almost like open the front door and there's a royal rumble going on oh you know what i'm at the wrong house you just close the door
0: yeah yeah but i mean honestly i don't even take all that stuff personally because i think Mm-mm. it's just theater to be per- mm-hmm. to be, on- to be mm-hmm. honest yeah. yeah
2: so i mean like, there's nothing wrong let me say this: There's nothing wrong with not wanting to be entertained by some per- some people. Now, like I said before, as far as him personally, I don't know that dude personally, so I can't say anything bad about him personally because I don't know. But as far as the entertainment that he provides, it's just not my thing. I don't listen to it. So if he is giving us shouts out, you know, hey, more props to him. Um, but whatever his message is, that's just not my thing. You know what I mean?
0: And I'll cop to haven't been like a major fan. Like I was a big, big. Fan. Oh yeah, I would, yeah. I would send them. Yeah. I would send them links. All the time. And, you know, um, yeah, when we did the recall uh, from Mike thing. I tried to help with the recall effort. And, I, uh, Bryson, my boy Bryson
2: used to be a writer for Tariq. He published some of his books. So, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. you know what I mean? So I actually know people that work with Tariq. So I, I'm this isn't one of those things where, you know, I'm saying like I never listened to him up no, I knew about Tariq back in 2005. You know what I mean? When he was was on Conan O'Brien. You know what I mean? So this is in Charm School and all those other things he was on. TV for and when he started wow. doing the, the podcast when he was beefing with payroll to pimp and oh Rose yeah. bud and all of that. And, like I, you know. And those
0: shows those shows were funny. I liked when he was in yeah, the lane, right. You know, so yeah, I want to make clear, like I'm not someone's gonna try to pretend, oh, I never liked the dude or whatever. no, no, no. no, no, no I really no. liked him, but honestly, the reason why I stopped listening to him was just because my politics changed even before yeah. the FBA thing. By the time the FBA thing came. I wasn't listening to any of that stuff anymore. I was just, I was into like a whole different um, lane. Plus it was getting into more of the socialist stuff on top of that, you know?
1: Right. Right. That's another aspect of it. Yeah. That's another aspect of it as well. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it wasn't really nothing, nothing personal. Like I was saying, it's outside of the, what kind of did it for me was just, but it wasn't just him that I stopped, you know what I'm saying? It was it was a lot of people that I just yeah. I just got burnt out on the whole conversation after a while. I'm like, all right, man, y'all not, this this ain't really, you know, I'm not about to devote no more emotional energy to none of this, bro, because that ADO, I'm telling you, man, that ADOS FBA thing, man, that really <laughs> was the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people, bro. It was a lot of, they had a lot of momentum going into that, yeah. you know, and um, it just <laughs> felt like it was something real that was happening. Yeah, and then for it to be, and he didn't start that. By the way, he didn't. I'm I'm not gonna say he started that. He he did not start that little situation that happened with them. You know, uh, uh, who, who started
0: it? Because I don't really really know.
1: Yeah, they they tried to tone an event, kind of started that. You know what I'm saying? Because they was kind of low key. They was kind of low key throwing some of big time. Yeah, trying to big time. You know what I mean? I'm like, he, he come on now. You ain't the like the leader of the thing and all that. So. Right. In his to his defense, he didn't he didn't start that whole little situation, but I felt like that was something that could have been uh, squashed behind closed doors. But that was a that was always a tenuous. Now that I'm looking back, because they had issues prior to that that they Mm -hmm. swept aside because they were on the same page with the with the reparations movement. And uh, but him and Yvette, they had some some beef prior to that. You know what I mean? So wait,
0: was it about the was it about the Claude Anderson thing? Because I know a lot of people got mad at her. The, no, the Paul the-
1: Anderson thing came after they all had started falling out for the second time. Tariq and y- Yvette—I can't remember what their original issue was, but they—they—they they, um, they had beef prior to that. That's what I do know for a fact. I just can't remember when it was over. But um, they had been had some some long-standing issues for whatever reason, and they put it to the side to do the ADOS FBA thing, and then you know. It all fell apart again with, you know, with uh, one little, um, one little wind blow and it was over with, you know what I mean? So, sad situation, but as far as like the constructive stuff, let's let's get back because I feel like we kind of yeah, yeah. got off of that a little bit, but.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the constructive stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, oh um, here, here's something that was true and I can have a laugh about this. Uh, I lost it on someone on uh, YouTube in the comment section and... That was that was uh, funny because I shouldn't have done it, but I was getting trolled by these uh, people online. Uh, I'd gotten into I'd gotten into like this um, argument with the She-Hulk writer because she and then she got all these trolls on me and they kept saying, oh, you're mad. You're mad. She's winning. You're mad. And they're like, oh, look how mad you are. Right. And all this stuff. So I made a video. I was like, you know, why am I giving away free content on Twitter? I got to stop doing that. Let me, let me do a live stream on it. So I did a live stream about like how bad the show was and my discussion. And then one of the first comments was, uh, wow, you're really mad. And you came over here uh, to tweet about it. But I didn't realize the guy was saying, oh, that's constructive of you to get mad and then come in here and, and tweet. I thought he was one of her trolls that followed me over to just keep trolling. So then I just lost no. it. I was like, uh, who the fuck cares if um, I'm mad, <laughs> like like I'm I'm right. So it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. And all that stuff. And I lost it. And afterwards, he was like, No, I was just complimenting you. I was like, Oh fuck, I feel bad. I because uh-huh. I, I was uh-huh. calling them all types of stuff. And then I felt and I, I apologized to him and in then... the next stream and everything. And then they, uh-huh. they, they were they were laughing at uh you know how the guy gave, gave me a innocuous comment. And I just let loose on him for like a paragraph. It just flipped out. <laughs> yeah, I just flipped out. If you didn't see the context, I was getting trolled by like dozens and hundreds of people. Like it's one of those threads that Twitter I had to mute because it just kept coming at me. So like oh damn, it was that bad? Oh yeah, because she has a big following. She's very viral. Uh, her name um. is Dana is Dana Schwartz. So she's one of those people when she when you fight with her, all her simps and her uh fans just comments start, you know. Kind of like, like kind of like how the
2: Twitter feminists used to be back in the day with yeah. Mr. Jones and Trudes and all of them. Yeah. they jump I, into your mentions and just be like, ew, ew, ew. I'm like, oh my God.
1: You just had to remind me of that mess. Oh, oh my man. God, man. Yeah. That was like the worst, doesn't, era. That feel,
0: doesn't that feel like so long ago? Like, it feels like such a... Bug, you know, it was like
2: 2015, 2016,
0: 2014. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Man. yeah. Ken, you saved a bunch of Screenshots from the um Coley. I, I want to find them because some of them were constructive. But I don't. Let me see no, I a see. lot of a lot of them
2: were constructive as yeah. far as they were just talking about you know where we what we were compared to where we've gone and you know like this one brother right here. He says the the show is taking a bit of a hit. I enjoy Ken, I think that's his name, and Vita, but I can't listen to the episode with T is and on. They tend to ramble. I feel like episodes don't come as frequently anymore either. Um, that, now, that's
1: a fact. That's, yeah, a, that, fact. that's, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. And we talked fact. about yeah. that. Yeah. A, that. We talked about that. We've had some, we've had some conversations off the air about um, as far as like our productivity and things like that. Um, and there's reasons behind that, but at the same he, time.
2: Well, he, he, he continues on. He says, one thing I think they should consider doing is putting the audio of the YouTube videos into the podcast feed. I work in an mm-hmm. office all day and I can't be on YouTube like that, but it's not a problem for me to have headphones on. Yeah, he, I, that's that makes
0: sense. Yeah. I guess, I guess the problem with that would be this. I I always feel if you put everything on every platform, then you just split everything. So it's like the YouTube stuff would get no hits. But on top of that, I feel like a lot of people listening to it because it's visual aspects. I've always worried, like we'd have to start doing the YouTube with the audio uh, audience in mind. And at that point, why not just make it a podcast, like I feel like every place that we are should have a unique aspect. And if the YouTube things, um, if we make them with audio in mind, I feel like it'll just become another podcast. We won't be able to do the visual aspects, and so I mean, I get his point, but I'm not really sure.
1: I keep forgetting not everybody has YouTube Premium. YouTube. Yeah. I, I, oh I, yeah. About to sign in to, to uh, sign into my YouTube account one day, and it's like a commercial every damn minute. He a fucking heart
2: attack. Like,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah I was like. <laughs> it's been so long since, I, since I've been on regular YouTube I go there it's, it's like a commercial every minute and I was it like is. I can't yeah because I was going to say with, with regard to his um his recommendation that we try to make the YouTube you know more audio centric for him you know people sitting at their office and things like that so they can listen with headphones on I was initially I was thinking to myself well why the hell don't he just you know I know with YouTube I'm able to just shut my phone off and listen with my headphones oh, yeah. on but I forgot like regular YouTube it doesn't have that feature. The only people so, I know that have
2: YouTube premium is you, you, me and T. I don't know anybody else that have YouTube premium.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how they're watching YouTube without it. I just, couldn't do so it. Yeah, it's 15 yeah, bucks a yeah, month, yeah. it's worth those it. ads drive, me, those
0: ads drive me yeah. nuts. Oh, I honestly did that on purpose. Absolutely. Another, yeah. I found the screen caps. Um, oh, okay. actually this screen cap sounds like the same guy, especially because it says third bra again. <laughs> he he, he insists upon your third, third breath. He goes, man, the podcast fell off. Um, emoji face. And something else. I feel like they they, they they use that gimmick too much. It makes it like annoying to read sometimes. All those faces, like uh, the Jordan faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That short three from Callie and the female. Well, he just does not want to learn people's names. <laughs> not <Didn't> have enough <laughs> nuanced knowledge of anything, politics, history, dating, racism, etc. For them to be doing hours and hours of live stream show was incredible when it was Tevor. I misspelled it. The breath who died of cancer and the third bread. just no names. Uh, yeah. Trevor being a spine, uh, Trevor being a spineless weasel associated himself with ADOS Tariq Nasheed and was tap dancing for that ADOS crowd and the anti-black immigrant stance. And he stifled the potential growth of his podcast. Wait, and, is
1: this the same guy? Yes, the same, same the same guy. guy.
0: He, he, he comes back over and over. This thing really hurt his
1: heart. And you know, that's oh, crazy. A, oh, the first part is his. his. Comment? No, that was somebody else
2: no that was another guy
1: oh okay so you just rolled right into another comment after
2: that because yeah that, that, that guy that red? guy was named uh, Kate Faber Boy, what is his name Kate Faber's boyfriend oh okay, he's exactly. one that he's the one that left that comment about the the constructive
1: criticism okay so let's 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 um, ride on that one for a second oh yeah yes um, um so for, my, my name is Mario <laughs> when the when the show first started I was going by D or D Mills because you know I was working for within a, a school district and I didn't want my personal information to potentially get out there because it was a sensitive position so you know I went by D initially but once I got out of that I started using my real name so it's Mario like Super Mario Brothers it's not that hard to remember and uh, you know as far as um, us losing I think we just kind of addressed that though. Like we kind of lost a little bit of our luster for it after our initial, after we initially started and we named the various reasons why. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I feel like those, no matter how valid you kind of feel something is um, in my personal life, it's, a, it's an excuse at the end of the day because, you know, we put this out here, we started it and we started off with a certain amount of energy and then, you know, we just kind of like, Die off because you don't feel like it or you 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 don't have the energy to do it. I feel like that's a valid criticism, but then on the other hand, there's a certain aspect to it that I personally feel like I don't want to just get on just to get on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to record if we actually have something worth worthwhile to discuss. Um, even if we just bullshitting sometimes but I don't want to just hop on the record just to hop on the record you know yeah, what we don't I mean?
2: want to do like these rappers do where they give you 16 songs and only 4 of them is good right
0: yeah but you know it puts us in a funny place because you know in defense of the audience especially people who are paying for I Patreon yeah, if people are paying exactly. for Patreon then it's exactly. like this is like a job and they're like hey I'm sure my morning newscaster or my morning zoo person doesn't have a <laughs> morning <laughs>
2: zoo <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: They're not, <laughs> not, you know, they don't have the game face every day, but you know, Charlemagne, you know, he'll show up and
2: I mean, and, we can start doing shame when stuff if y'all want to. I mean, we can really get it in because i be, you know, we can easily just start talking about how, uh, yeah. uh t- Tamara Mowry is divorcing her husband and Emo yeah. Ndoka, uh, you know, what I'm saying is the Portland pipe, but you know, what but, but, you know but you know what, maybe,
0: <laughs> may, maybe some of that will have to be mixed in because I think there's no way to do uh, that much content without mixing in some bullshit like oh, I, think, yeah. I think you almost kind of have to like this I times, that, that yeah there's times where i'm like maybe if i just like um like like one thing i was uh gonna do was start subscribing to newsletters because i feel like when you get the news coming in every day that just gives you um some natural stuff to talk about but even some of my favorite youtubers that i still listen to um and we always talk about them um who like record twice a day i'm like okay yeah. all of these don't need to be yeah, yeah, sometimes, I mean, I was, yeah, even
2: with them, it's too much. And, and, you know, it's funny you said that because, I mean, we had that conversation not too long ago, but um, I got I kind of got re-inspired by watching other people's YouTube channels and podcasts because it gave me a, you know, it kind of helped with a perspective of content, just the idea of creating content. Like, I don't think people understand, you can't just, it ain't that easy when you can just get on the microphone and start talking. Right. It's, it, it ain't what you think it is. If you think it's that easy... If, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would rather tweet. Because on Twitter, you can come up with an idea, then tweet it. If somebody says something bad to you or good to you, you can wait, come up with the right idea, and then tweet it. To on a podcast or on a radio show, you got to be quick. You know what I'm saying? Your brain got to be clicking. You know what I mean? So it, it takes a special talent to be able, even be
1: able to do this. Yeah, another thing is, like, like I was worried about... Uh, oversaturation of the topic, you know, too many people talking about the same thing, but it works for them, man, because it's yeah. like, it's like eight, nine people, and they all talking about the same thing, but yeah. they give eight or nine different perspectives on it. Right. Even the ones that 100% agree, they have their own unique little, little twist and, 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 and span on it. So I, I guess maybe it is something worth looking into. I see, don't know.
0: Look at Kevin Samuels. Like, I feel right. like after like two videos, you get his worldview. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and it's not even unique to him. Like his worldview was uh, recycled, like white man. Oh, it was stuff. old. Yeah, it was yeah, old. it was old. And I'm like, that guy got so much mileage out of it. There are people that could listen to him down talk a black woman twelve hours a day. If you yeah. if you made a twenty four hour uh, live stream of him just you know um, tearing apart black women's self esteem, there are people who would just sit through it like all day long. No, no but see,
1: I see, I see, this is where I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit. This is what I I'm gonna disagree it. with you a little bit. See, the brilliance of his show, or what made his show, what made his show work, not what he was saying about the women. It was the women calling yes. in
2: themselves,
1: yes, depending yes. on themselves, yes, yeah, And yes. he was dissecting what they were, they themselves were saying. Mm. I guess That's my problem.
0: What, I agree with you. Yeah. but I guess my problem was there was only like eight variations of how that call could go. So. To me it would get kind of old fast, but maybe they went But maybe the thing enough. About it was
2: They kept calling. That was the yeah, that was the thing. Right, true. Like it was yeah, only that eight is. variations of where way the, that call could go, but they would just keep calling because kept uh, calling. So that's so this true. is the thing. I think Mario, you knew about Kevin Samuel before I did. Right. Because because I, you told I, me that he was doing videos on like cologne and stuff right, like that. I, I right, didn't know right. that. That's
1: how I because you know I was into the cologne game. Yeah. So that's how I initially um Found out about dude. I watched him along with a couple of other brothers on YouTube that that had cologne channels and uh, or fragrance channels. And when he started getting into dating and relationships, I was like, I'm not trying to hear that shit. Like, what? I don't, you know, because he seemed kind of corny to me. So I'm like, why would who would go to him for dating and relationships? But, and but the sorry? weird thing I was,
0: see. I didn't see those videos until recently because that FD Signifier guy did a video showing how he used to look, and he really did uh, look corny. Like, I. Oh, how yeah, do you upgrade like that? That's a that's the most significant visual upgrade I've seen. I that mean, dude looked corny. He looked he looked like a lost <laughs> member of Boys to Men. Like the yes. sixth the sixth <laughs> six, six guy, the sixth guy who quit before the group blow up, blew up. You know, he, he does interviews. Mm-hmm. Like I was part of Boys to Men, but I not only was he left before he, they, they blew not, up.
1: And not only that, um just his his, his persona in general. Yeah, like yeah, corny, he, very corny. He wasn't very sure of himself. Yeah, um, all those years ago, he'd speak he kind of with a shaky voice, and you know, it was like he wasn't really sure. Yeah, then, I don't know what the hell happened. It was like he made a deal with with the devil or something. He just got but all something this about himself, <laughs> and then it was like, he okay, pay, boom, he, now he's yeah.
2: Did he pay for you know, media training? Like, like, what did he do? He probably like he, did. I, know. He, I wouldn't I doubt know if he did because it seemed like when from when when I saw him. Everything changed. He wasn't making videos in his car anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like when you saw him, uh, like if he did record outside of his house, he was always in a high-end store. He was dressed in high-end clothing. Like that, 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 that was a conscious effort to reinvent himself. I mean, he re- reinvented, reinvented himself better than Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, then when I started yeah. hearing the content, I was I immediately, I was like, oh, I've heard this before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But what killed me was that the women kept calling, like I know women. That would listen to the show because they couldn't believe that the women kept calling like jamila is the right. one that is the one that initially told me about him i didn't even know who he was and then right. she told me man no you got to hear this and it was a uh instagram video that somebody had recorded put up and i was like damn like
0: he, people really underestimate it, how big his female audience
1: was oh and my right. god it, I see, that's, what, that's what started separating him from other so-called dating coaches because a lot of the, a lot of the uh, you know, the, the manosphere stuff, alpha male strategies, and, and, and a lot of the dating coaches, it was just them pontificating for, yeah. for, you know, an hour, two hours, whatever the situation was. You never really heard from the women. But once, once he went to the format that wasn't done before, is where you start hearing from the women, um, and then they're speaking for themselves, and you're hearing some of this stuff, and it's like, damn. Yep, boy, they, my friends. really... my my friend's
0: wife who i would never thought this of like she's an educated woman um young um and uh successful computer programmer i don't know much about her politics but just because of her age and you know her education and she is into like kind of like uh nerdy habits like 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 she likes watching anime and stuff like that she's she's not a nerdy woman She's just like a woman that you would never know is into anime, but she's she's like um a chill kind of woman. He told me that he caught her listening to uh Kevin Samuels, and she was devouring hours of it. And he's like, I did not think my wife this would resonate uh with her, you know, you know, and she would keep talking to him about and he didn't even like Kevin Samuels, so <laughs> she would talk to him and she'd be more upset about the women than he was. He's like, Can you believe how stupid these women are? And he was like, Holy shit, like I, I had no idea my wife and I bet there's a lot of stories like that, apparently, a lot of women
1: surprised a lot me of married like women yeah, I don't know what married women are listening for, but you know, uh, I yeah. remember a couple of times it would be a married woman that would call his show, yeah, and he would act like, why are you calling my show? you got a husband oh what are you what, are you, what are you calling my show for? I think a lot you of them got women a would, husband back there, What's I think that? a lot of women
2: was listening for the same reason why a lot of women would listen to uh tasha Kay and all those other shows, like you know, they just like hearing other women talk about things, you know what I'm saying? So when women would call his show and start giving this information, it's almost like watching Oprah, but if Oprah was him. You but you know what I'm saying? It,
0: but you know, Mario, yes, a good question though, because uh and, and Kenny, I'm sure you've noticed this too. Most of the women who were inspired by Kevin Samuels to form what people call pick me channels, yeah. Um, almost all of them are married. There's only like yeah. one or two. Who right. don't have a long term relationship or or yeah. or a husband? So or they or they were or they're divorced or widow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or widowed. You know, but, but they're married till the end. So it's like um, not only were these women watching, but they were inspired enough to like carry the torch. So yeah. I, yeah. I, really, I really wonder why so many married women were so um, so annoyed by these types of women that would call Kevin Samuel's show. But you're right, something. I can't figure it out either. I'm just saying um, it's deep, whatever it is.
2: Well, I mean, I think I think a lot of women, you know, I'm saying the ones that are married, you know, they probably have daughters and they don't want their daughters to be like these women. But I mean, I don't know why they would need to listen to Kevin Samuels to get that point across. I mean, they have their opinions already. They're already living their lives and they have their own opinions of how things should be for women, or at least according to them. So I don't think that I think they just needed to be it, it needed to be confirmed on a large platform and he had over a million subscribers. So I think, I think that helps. You know what I mean? Because I can't speak Mm -hmm. for women, but one thing I do know is, and we've talked about this before with those pick me channels, one of the things that makes them very, very popular and all of them have 70, 80,000 subscribers, all of them. None of them are on the bottom end, just talking to nobody. Like they pick up followers fast. And I think one of the things that helps them out is that in that space, the pickup artists, the, the relationships, and all those spaces, they bring a perspective that's never been heard before, and that's the perspective of a woman that can tap into the psyche of another woman.
1: Yeah. Right. So no, you
2: just,
1: I, go ahead, Mario. No, I was going to say I think um, another thing about it too. I think all of that is true. I think there's several factors. I think what you said is a part of it, and then another part of it is just probably some women like. Let me make sure my husband don't be uh, getting my thing, you know what I'm saying? I want my husband hearing this shit. Let me me make sure, you know, I keep that situation locked down. Some people just like to argue, you know what I mean? Like, you're married and and they like to argue and debate about certain things. They hear something, they get offended. They want to call and debate about it because they feel like he the kind of woman that they took. That he... She's the kind of woman he's talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, that that They think it's about them, you know, and he's holding up a mirror. Um, Now, you know, as far as like one of the complaints was like why men don't really call in like that. Let me tell you something about men. Men don't want to be clowns. You nope. know what I'm saying? So men are not gonna call a show uh-huh. for the most part week after week. You, you gotta stay dusty. If you if you're a man and you're yeah. dusty,
2: you ain't about to be calling nobody.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know men do not want to get clowned, bro. Like that that's that's a no go I don't know. Women have a I don't know and I don't know if it's that women are not used to, to people just roasting them on a daily basis or what I don't know what it is, why they want to keep calling every day like that and, and hear that. But dudes are not gonna get on the, on the thing and keep calling to be told, you know, you a fat dude with a little yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. But I mean,
2: but, but it's no different than the women that go on uh Steve Harvey shows, the same wait, women. Wait, 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 but you know thing. Some
0: a certain type of man would do it though, because um remember the early days of uh Tariq Nasheed when he was doing the game advice, yes. there'd be a certain wow. type of guy that would call in. And I'm like, if you listen to listen to enough game advice. You should know by now you're not supposed to call in and talk about how much you're sweating a girl and thinking about her because he's gonna hit you with a key sweat. But week mm-hmm. after week, there'd be someone that would call in. And I'm like, okay, there must be something masochistic here. But I think mm-hmm. it's not as big a strain as in as in as in women. I feel like right. it definitely because cause Kevin Simon was wall to wall that <laughs> like yeah. the beginning. Right. Uh, something else I think with women too, women are very very big i noticed i think this is a dark secret of women they're very very big of in seeing um women who don't think like them facing uh Florida. like like having because because like um a lot of women who are like kind of like, traditional or whatever if you're like talking to them like privately they'll say stuff that will shock you they'll be like yeah you sort sure hear what happened to her I'm not saying it was right, but she shouldn't have been wearing that. I'm like, whoa.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, many a time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah you're
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes in reverse too. Like, like, you know, uh if, if a woman is like very progressive and like whatever, uh, she'll be like, Hey, here, this woman who's been married to her husband for like twenty years, you know, I think she's better than everybody. Turn her husband impregnated, three other women, like you know, so, so like <laughs> the, the progressive woman feels really good when the traditional woman, her lifestyle turns out to be, like, uh to go wrong and blow up in her face. And the yeah. the traditional woman, they'll get a certain type of glee when the progressive woman's life... Well, you know, uh, it's style. like we always say, women don't have
2: friends, they have frenemies.
0: Yeah, it happens oh. a lot. So, so I, I think that's a big appeal of the Kevin Samuels thing, too, to women. Like, like these type of women, were liking seeing women with the opposite of them... Absolutely. Uh, you know, get, get shit on. Yeah, women are masochists. Well, that's definitely masoch- true. Uh,
1: oh, man. I mean, say those say this, say yeah the sadists say yeah I you know oh, call dude. in and call in and have him roast you for 30 minutes on a phone call you know, you, you know <laughs> you're average at best you're five in the face and you right. don't give a damn about your education and your salary get a dog and die alone you know get a dog and die alone yeah what the hell are you gonna keep calling for
0: that one of the things that drove me crazy is when people were sticking for Kevin Samuels but to me, the most I would say about Kevin Samuels is he had some points, but he took him too far a lot of the times. And he would also mm-hmm. try to force everything into his point. So, like, if you weren't doing bad, he tried to find a way. He goes, how many kids you have? Okay. Uh, right. And then it worked. He yeah. would keep reaching, you know. He oh,
2: yeah. I, I've seen him say something. That's true, him. yeah. You yeah, because yeah, I saw yeah. him once. He was, you know, the woman was, you know, talking about, well, how many kids you got? Well, if, if you get with this man, can can he discipline your kids? What? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, yeah. why is that? Why is that a conversation that you need? An- why is that a question you need answered now? You yeah, know what he mean? Try, yeah, he would try to find anything. You want to beat somebody else? That's to his crazy hands? that you picked up on that. I, I did
1: as well. Like, I was like, he's oh, yeah, keep going till he finds something. Huh? He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man, I seen him blame. I seen
2: him blame a woman for her husband cheating and having another baby uh, on her.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that I one. seen that, too. I was I like, now that you mentioned that I think I do remember something like that, yeah. Man, I, saw one, I, I saw
0: one where he blamed a woman for leaving her man that abused her. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, that's the same person. <laughs> oh, it's the same person. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that was a couple times that, that uh, when he did. So that, I'm like, All right, bro. Yeah, it could wild. have been
0: different people
2: because he's done it like, several,
1: several I mean, times. you bro. You're wilding uh, out, man. Um,
2: I, I understand, but you, we can't just sit in here and make it like the woman should stay with a dude that's whooping her ass just because they married.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and saying, should have done it for the kids? Like, yeah, the kids really need to see <laughs> his mom get <laughs> her ass beat 24-7. That's really what It, it reminds is.
2: me of, you guys remember Tales from the Hood?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: David Allen <Yeah, Oliver>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He it was whooping funny, everybody's ass. Whipped the kid's ass. whooped her ass. whooped whoop the teacher's it. ass. His kids' ass. David Alexander just whooped everybody's ass in that day, man. <laughs> um,
2: oh my God! I thought that was so funny.
1: Yeah, and then he got folded into a pretzel with the little voodoo doll or whatever Right, right,
2: uh, right. Yeah, he was
1: still cussing people out even when he,
2: even <laughs> when he was dying. He was cussing them out. You little yeah. motherfucker i am
1: gonna, was gonna hit
2: you bitch <laughs> right
0: <laughs> i was gonna read that uh other thing by that guy but then i realized this is more of the same shit it's about how uh the whole of the diaspora would have been rocking with me and it'd be so popular and then he brings up worst of all he's haitian with a east indian wife i'm like why are you so hung up on that number one but number two it's that big a problem for you why do you even want me to say it? like that's like the worst thing when people don't like something about you, supposedly, like it's still kind of big deal breaker, but it's not so bad that they can't use you for something.
2: That's like no, no, no. poor
0: character to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they make it like if you would have just
2: agreed with the, the diaspora and jumped on Tariq, they would have all dedicated a remix of Past the to you or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but not, no.
0: no, but not even just that. Like, if the East Indian wife thing bothers you so much, why do you want me to fight for you? Like, you yeah. you know, this if if somebody's life choice bothered me that much he to treat you like you're dumb muscle like you just exactly crash dummy that's what i'm trying to you're get at exactly thank you yeah it's it's like i'm a i'm a crash test dummy or something like yeah i don't respect this guy but uh you know i, I still want to use him to uh you know go against the people that i'm too scared to go against it's it's uh yeah he's talking about the character of going to battle with me like where's your well, fuck you right um, <laughs> but this other guy called us uh this was interesting uh but unfortunately my phone died so i had to do it off of memory there was someone who called us uh militant integrationist oh and yeah yeah and brought up and brought up amos wilson and and they said like you know i'm tired of all these militant integrationists and someone else said something similar where they're like uh Stop posting their live streams. The live streams aren't very good. Plus, they air out private black issues for um, mixed audiences. And they're both kind of the same thing. So I guess they kind of overlap. And it's like, it's tough to do stuff just for black people. Like, I mean, I think, I think of it like this. Um, rappers are dropping end bombs in songs that they know white people are going to hear. And it's like, like niggas in you. Paris. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, and it's and it's kind of like they're listening to every damn thing. Yeah, yeah. like black society that they're not listening to.
0: How do you keep white people from listening to your stuff? And I think it's one thing to actively court white people and promise them, "I'm going to explain black people to you," because people do that, and I don't like that. Where it's like, uh, we've
1: done um, multiple shows on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna write an article for box about this is about hoteps and why hoteps are bad. They're like, okay, you're clearly or, so, or like what Jamila Lemieux did was it was it in Vogue or what was the thing with Jamila Lemieux or, or Harper's Bazaar in in some woman's fashion magazine? Jamila yeah. Lemieux wrote a whole thing about bashing uh, black men and how um what, what was it called the big ass the big ass lie or something like that? Uh, yeah. The, oh yeah, it was it was Vanity Fair. And it was Dave Chappelle and the black ass lie that keeps us down. She's basically telling white people about how oppressed by um, black men, black women are. That's one thing. But if we're having a conversation amongst ourselves about stuff, I don't know how I'm supposed to control. If not, because if your stuff is dope, other people besides black people are going to listen. Absolutely. There's, there's no way. Well, you, no, you, know, another... you know why?
2: Because black people ain't going to make us go platinum.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, it's true. And what
1: the fuck is a militant
0: integration i guess like you talk tough about being militant but at the end of the day you're integrationist uh it wasn't just us they lumped in like three or four other people uh with with that but uh yeah that one i don't know too because that's more than magical thinking that i was kind of talking about like a lot of that um so like,
1: we're, we're not advocates for, like, a, a separate black state or something like that? Or is that what he's what he means by that? I'm trying to figure out what... That's basically what he's saying. That's basically what he's saying. Okay, so so well, like, separate but equal type shit? Like, what, what, what does mean, that even mean, bro? I mean, it's
0: kind of hard to say because he posted Amos Wilson and it's like, uh, even Amos Wilson, like, still talked about pol- doing politics and everything. Like, the, 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 yeah. you know, in, in, I think it is, this is the idea some people have that you should be able to do everything you need without relying on um, white people. And it kind of ties into like the problem I had with uh group economics and the black buying power stuff. And let's just make our own newspapers, you know, and it's like, wait, mm-hmm. white people can't even make the newspapers profitable. If we, just, if we all
2: just put $2 together, we could buy the Lakers.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. And I just don't think it's, you know, you got to figure out uh, unless you're going to be out in the streets you're not out there actually starting a revolution doing some spook who sat by the door type of stuff. <laughs> right. You're you're playing make believe is the end of the, it's the end of the day. I I feel. And I feel like a lot of people they like that. Like like I got to a discussion with somebody where they were like, Yeah, I don't think we should have to convince white people of anything. And I'm like, Okay, that's fine, but what kind of politics are you gonna, you know, do? Like at some point, you're gonna have to convince white people to give your district money you know as you do and the person got really mad at me because <laughs> i don't think they like what i was saying but you know like they're like yeah you know uh i don't do things for the white gays and this that okay that's fine but you're talking politics how I'm can you do politics, politics yeah. without convincing a white person or something? even yvette carnell said
2: you can't have black empowerment without black politics
0: yeah and black politics oh. and, and that's why a lot of people a lot of Pan-African people got madder for the reparations thing because they're like, "Oh, you're asking for shit from white people," and it's so, like, "Well, if it's owed them, then right. you know, fuck it." Uh, it, so it, you know,
1: it, it, it yeah, this the deal. Like, we've always had three camps of thought within Black society, right? We got the the Marcus Garvey, right? Let's yeah, leave, yeah. go back to Africa, establish our own nations throughout the that whatever. Then you got the Dubois, W.E.B. Where you know we're here, let's integrate The boys let's we're here, let's integrate. But then you got the Booker T Washington train of thought. Yeah, we're the, here, the, but the let's pull, not pull, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Let's build our own community separate, but equal. Yeah, type. yeah, but, but Booker I mean? T
0: Washington was all up in white people's faces getting uh white philanthropy money. So yeah. even he mm-hmm. even he wouldn't um make the make the cut because he, even though he was into like doing our separate thing. He was very much into getting those white people's uh, money. And thing I always I wonder with people like that is, like, what do you do for a living? Because I'm jealous. If you can, if you can um, get, if you can get money just off black people, like, like you're working for black people, you don't ask white people for anything. Tell us, tell us how it's done. Because I yeah, because I'll right do it tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Totally. Somebody got to for an economy to work. Somebody got to work. You have to. Somebody got to work. Exactly. Got to have a middle class. Like this thing where everybody just gonna sell shea butter oil and all this type of stuff. There's forty million black people in America, bro. Like yeah. Yeah. Who, gonna change gonna the oil, who gonna change
2: the oil? Who gonna build the vacuum cleaners? Who gonna who gonna build the stop light? Who gonna put together
1: right, maintenance the roads? To- yeah. Telephone. Who's going to put up the telephone poles and do the construction? That was one projects? of the. That was one of the historically. That was one of the issues that they ran into
2: in Haiti after the revolution is that they had burnt down the sugarcane fields, and it got to the point to where people just didn't want to do much of the heavy lifting anymore. Everybody wanted to take these different positions of power, and I yeah. always, always look at the, always look at this analogy like
1: people talking no, about. No, how no, 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 Ken. No, see, what? you don't know anything about history. And oh, stuff. I don't know nothing. I forgot Damn. It. Even though you a degree, you have a master's degree. You, yeah, know, yeah. you better not talk too much about history because you don't, don't know
2: shit. And I don't know nothing <laughs> about date either. Even though I get pussy on the regular, I, I don't know nothing right. about date. But, yeah, but, yeah. but one of the things that I find interesting, and I, we've, we've talked about this before a couple of times when it talk, we were talking about Black people going mainstream and how it's not that Black people are relying on white people. It's just that we can't rely on just Black people it just doesn't work that way. And I, we always use the analogy and we always have the conversation about hip hop, about how an artist like KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, Ice Cube, these artists can't even get a show to fill out in their hometown in New York City. Uh Big Daddy Kane can't play Madison Square Garden by himself. Uh KRS-One can't play Madison Square, but they can go to Germany and sell out. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we don't support our own anyway. So for us, for you to get mad that there's white folks that listen to our show, motherfucker, you probably ain't even a patron. You know what, mm. what I'm saying? You're looking for a discount. Brother,
1: that was brother was taking our um, our shows that were you know behind the paywall, the Patreon, and putting it on YouTube for, for free. free for yeah. see, see, you I'm know what I'm saying? So, I, had, I had to step to him about that. I'm like, hey, man. Come on,
0: bro. To, like, to, his, to his credit, he took it down immediately. Some yeah, people would some people yeah. would fight with you over that. Well, this yeah, knowledge true. should be free. Why are you hoarding the knowledge, brother? You know they're right, getting all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: It's that dusty bullshit, one but th- they won't go to work and not get paid. One right. one
0: thing one thing I will give um one thing I will give Tariq Nasheed and Yvette Carnell and the Black Authority and people like that credit on is whether you agree with them or disagree with them, they were able to um cultivate a uh, huge a huge uh, black audience. And one of the things with this show is the first time I was invited to do a podcast uh, was on Chapel Trap House, and they had a huge white audience. So for the beginning, you know, once we started our own podcast, we kind of had an uphill battle with, you know, building a, a black audience, but we ended up getting like a pretty good black audience to the point where, you know, a lot of people who listen to the show tell us like, "Oh yeah, I never even heard of Chapel Trap, Trap House. What's what's that?" They just found it like right. independently. But that was one of the reasons why when we started, and this is before um, I had kind of lost interest in the whole like uh, uh, black empowerment sphere and everything. And this is before he started doing the um, FBA. This is when he was still doing the um, Hidden Colors and and the 1804 stuff, uh, and it was mostly positive. I had uh, put an ad for the show on uh, Tariq's show just because I was like, I want to advertise some place that has a big black grassroots um, following. And that's one thing, no matter how much I will disagree or lose interest with uh, certain people where like, I don't actively disagree, but maybe, you know, I just stop listening to them as much for whatever reason, like um, say the cows or whatever. I, I do respect anybody who can build like a, uh, all black or majority black space but those are few and far between and in our case we started out with just because we started out with me guest starting on chapel trap house it was unavoidable that we were going to start out the the way we did but what's the solution i just going forward never talk about uh my cultural issues just because i started with this thing you know i don't Mm -hmm. think we've ever done anything that we've aired out like really dirty laundry or anything. No, let
1: me tell you something. Black people air out. They wear our own damn dirty laundry every day for everybody to see. Yeah, it's all social Twitter. media, forget it. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, that, that that conversation is over with, bro. Like yeah. that's the whole. We better not do that because they watching. That's over, bro. Like they they man. there's so much black dysfunction on display every day on social media. It drives the social shit. media
2: without black dysfunction. Black. Social media is done. Oh yeah. Right. And, and and they
0: see and they see these people on on the media going on news shows bashing black men. They see Kevin Samuels bashing black women. They see divestors. They see I mean our our social media footprint is so bad. Like that ship has sailed uh, so, so long ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I will say, like, one of the trends that I'm noticing that I'm not really feeling is this shift to conservatism that a lot of a lot of the young black audience is starting to have. Not our particular audience, but is it it conservatism
2: or is it cool? Let's just keep it real. (laughs)
1: Um, I I think it's a whole spectrum. It's a whole spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some
2: people
0: have taken it to, you know, I say it is. I think there's a strong anti-liberalism. Some people are taking it to just right. checking out altogether. Some people are taking it to like uh, conservative with a small c, which is like I want to do traditional stuff. This intersectional yeah, feminist yeah. stuff I don't like. And then some people are taking it to conservative with a capital C, with uh, uh you know, l- like what um Mario's talking about, where it's like straight up um cooning. But, but, I but say, let's so remember, when- let's remember what what
2: you said though. T, you said something that really got my brain got my brain sparked. You said that maybe it's because white liberals and the whole liberal agenda was so extreme it forced other people to this extreme side on the other side
0: oh i totally think it's yeah, an overcorrection yeah overcorrection yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah
0: well i think one of you coined it the the great correction yeah right. I've, I've, been, right. I've been using that term ever ever since i think we're seeing the great correction left and right where people there's so many uh not just black picknies, but white hispanic uh yeah People were just starting huge channels. There's a lot of white, white female me. Yeah, just bashing feminists, and I'm like, and their audience Mm -hmm. like a lot of women, and I'm like, what's going on here? Why are people so? uh, I feel like it's not just the black space. Me too. I think really got a lot of women fed up uh, for some reason. Yep. Mm -hmm. That a
1: lot of blue
2: check, check, a lot of blue check Twitter. Yeah. A lot
1: of blue check Twitter. A lot of blue check Twitter did it, Mm -hmm. and uh, I just think that one of the things that gives me pause is is like as people start exploring these new spaces that well not new spaces but new um the younger shows and a lot of these up and coming um young black podcasts and things like that is a lot of these dudes are invested in in more um center right Mm -hmm. type stuff where it's borderline coonery and yeah I was with, yeah 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 i'm I'm yeah. keeping my eye on that because that's a trend that I'm really not liking that i've been I've talked to you guys about this person I think we even did a show on that a little bit didn't we didn't we maybe a few i mean i think back.
2: i think I think it's gonna be it's really easy uh when you when you when everything is all bad for a group of people it's really easy to swing another kind of way and not just swing another way but get away with it so they're going to mm-hmm. get away with it, you know what I mean? Because the thing about uh being a conservative, being a conservative isn't necessarily bad. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing right. wrong with being a conservative. What's wrong is when you start using that conservative approach politically to start dogging your own folks and dogging certain yeah, types like of people. All people yeah. yeah, that's that's, well, a, that's not being a conservative. That's being a right. buck dancing sellout. That's all that is. You know what I mean? Right, Running you around with White
1: Lives matters. To, yeah, yeah, role, yeah. Role. And let me let me speak on that real quick. That whole "White Lives Matter" sweatshirt—people um, say that they were trolling. Nah, if you no. if you go and look at um, certain conversations that are happening in that group, there are there are people that are literally saying like the most oppressed group in America are white male, yeah, or straight white males, yeah, like right? and they're black people saying this shit.
0: I want to add something too because it was what you just said. I'm sick of people using that as a get out of jail free card. Like, okay, let's say they are trolling. So what? Like not everything needs to be a joke. Like I hate All this right. idea that if I can say I'm trolling, that excuses anything. I some, some things are too some things are too um far to joke about. So some things even doing it for a troll is showing um really bad character and it's really really questionable. So yeah, so a lot of times I see people say and do crazy stuff online. They're like that person is trolling. It's like so they shouldn't say it either way. I don't. I don't really care. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because even if he's trolling, what point is he trying to make? Especially right. if, uh, if a lot of people watching it think he's think it's for real. Then doesn't it, it doesn't really matter? I, and that's understand. the thing. It doesn't
2: matter if you're trolling. There's gonna be somebody that believes it. We. I yeah, mean, we that, talk about this with entertainment all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know. I I know that. Uh. You know. Um. Name that rapper. Whoever. I know that's entertainment. But we see the residuals of it because all these kids are doing no drugs. Right mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're all doing drugs and and tripping out and doing dumb shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I know it's entertainment, but I'm 41 years old too. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm too old not to know better. Towards a yeah. lot of these other people, they're just young and impressionable or just complete morons. So <laughs> there's, that, there's that too. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think um it's talking about the White Lives Matter thing with Kanye West and all of that, like ah. I, I made a post on Instagram the other day, and I said, "I, you know, a lot of a lot of people were, were were quick to call Kanye a genius, but a lot of people don't know anything about music. You know what I mean? He was never a genius. Kanye's always been an idiot. You know what I mean? He's always said idiotic mm-hmm. stuff, even before he was popular. He was doing idiotic stuff, doing shady things, stealing people's beats, and, and you know spaz- what I mean? And spazzing out, spazzing I think out on people for no reason. I think yeah. the best thing that
0: helped Kanye was that one of his spazzing outs." was at the perfect time against yep. the perfect, perfect target. That yep. George that George Bush uh, yep. hates black people thing, yep. that made white, because that was when you could build whole careers just off of hating Bush. Like, like, Absolutely. Like like John Stewart and Stephen Colbert like got like 10 years of mileage just from, like if you hated Bush, white liberals would give you any platform.
2: And these, and these, and these a lot of these young people, and when I say young, I'm talking about the younger millennials. I mean, if you're 30 years old, 9-11 was uh, 22 years ago. You was only eight years old, so you didn't really even understand the context. I was 20. You know what I'm saying? I was drunk the night before and woke up and seen the shit, you know? Ooh. So for, for us to even understand those politics at that time, and that's why I always tell I tell people at my job in my school, tell the kids, man, y'all think Trump is some shit? Y'all don't know nothing about politics, man. That early 2000 shit with George Bush, 9-11, Halliburton, and all oh that shit God. that was going on, that was another level. It was so bad. You, I don't even think these videos exist anymore. Alex, that's what made Alex Jones popular. Oh, Alex yeah. Jones got he popular was a Trump, hating he was a George basher. Bush.
0: He was, a Trump, he was a George Bush basher too, right?
2: Yeah, majorly. He was making videos where they were going inside these buildings, and now I look back on it. I know it's fake. They yeah. were going to a hotel because they were following the, the quote-unquote Bilderberger groups and all these, you know, these secret societies. And then all of a sudden an alarm will go off, oh, they're on to us. They're on to us and they're all scrambling around, running out of the building and they're following Mayor de Rothschild and all this other kind of stuff. Like that was, that was what was on YouTube in 2006, 2007. Like when YouTube first started, you know what I mean? That was what had YouTube popping. Then you had um, WikiLeaks. Then that came about like the George Bush era was horrible. Everybody was broke as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like politics, the economy was in the shitter. You know what I mean? You had people dying. I lost my one of my best friends in the war in Afghanistan. Mm,
0: you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah, that was yeah, my family member. That's true.
2: That was that was my graduate high school graduating class. I graduated high school in 1999. So so many of my teammates that I played high school ball went joined the military. You know what, oh. what I'm saying? And two years later, here goes 9-11. But a lot of people don't understand that there was some things going on before this. You know what I mean,
0: and like I said, I thought there was a lot of good constructive criticism in there. Like I'm not, I'm not angry at the Coley at all. You know, nah, I mean, nah. I mean that that one guy he was making up stuff, and that that annoyed me. Yeah, he's but, just mad. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, whatever. He'll be over
2: himself. Yeah, he'll listen to this part. He'll listen to this episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, um, like I said, you know, which is ironically enough, you know, it's funny not because this happened when if and when we do the episode, everybody's going to think that we did it because of uh, this thread. But yeah. like I said, if um, this FBA thing with Revolt ends up becoming uh, bigger and actually gets um, mainstream traction, I actually do want to uh, kind of talk about what's going to happen with both ADOS and FBA uh, going forward. But I also want to say, like, you don't have, not everything is selling out or being all in, in for a penny, in for a pound, and there's nuance to stuff. Just because somebody, very few people are 100% wrong, very few people are 100% right, and this goes for people who are uh, pro ADOS or people who are anti ADOS. If I'm uh, say something I like about ADOS or you know support something that they do, it doesn't mean that I'm giving them carte blanche to say or do um, anything. Like we have criticized people from those camps on right. the show. But on the opposite side, if I say something bad about them, you know, a particular thing they did or whatever, we've gotten there too where people are like, you know, fuck you guys, you're uh, traitors and this and that. And that's no way to live through life. Like, you know, very few people are 100% right. Very few people are 100% uh, wrong. Even right. when they're talking about you.
1: Oh, there you go. Fence sitting again, see? Yeah, there you go. That's, <laughs> I call I call it
0: I call it nuance, but apparently that's fence sitting. That's that's how it goes,
1: man. That's, yeah, that's the world we live in. Though you gotta, you gotta gang bang. You gotta be a blood or a crit or a vice man. lord or a disciple or whatever. Yeah, it's the way of the a, world today.
0: Internet gang banging. That's that's a good title for the episode. Let's call it that.
1: Internet gang banging. I like
2: that. I like that. I like yeah. that. Right, I'm from the colony. Where you from? This lipstick out of the crib, nigga. Back up. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's a good one.
0: All right, y'all. It was real. We'll talk soon.